Hello and welcome to the first episode of 2022 of No Prize Podcast. I am the professor. Lucas is to my left. And Johnny, how are you, Johnny? Living the dream. Living the dream. Oh, what can I say? The Finns, if the if the playoffs ended right now, the Finns are in. Woohoo! Oh, well, the Patriots are in too. So maybe we can uh, argue about that over the next couple of weeks. Well, we shall. (laughs) (laughs) Can I can I just take a moment and uh, you know recognize how important this is? We haven't been all three of us have not been together in over what three to four years, man. Is it? Has it been that long? It's it's been that long. We no, we've been together in parts. Yeah. yeah. Well, but this is the first time we've been together in a while, man. So you know, this is freaking awesome, man. So y'all, y'all better recognize y'all better recognize how important this is because y'all about to get some good stuff. Man. How are we gonna fit all this into an hour? It's, it's, <laughs> <laughs> spend the first fifteen minutes talking about football and then move, yeah. move on to. Uh, so, so the idea of today's show is to kind of look forward to what's coming up in twenty twenty two. But we are going to talk about a little stuff, some stuff that's going on now. I know last week we didn't get a chance to talk about Spider Man because I hadn't seen it yet, but I have seen it, so um, we can have a little spoiler filled discussion about that since we're two weeks out. Um, And then uh, we can get into uh, what's coming up in the MCU, talk about what's coming up in Disney Plus. We want to talk about the end of Hawkeye that just ended last week. And maybe we'll touch on Book of Boba Fett that started this week. So. And this is going to be the last thing I think we get for a while, right? I mean, uh, I, I just looked at the at the calendar, and I, did we not get anything now until May when we get Doctor Strange? Is that we not getting Wednesday Obi Wan Kenobi show? Hit? Not even on the schedule, so I don't think we're no. getting it. Yeah, it's not even scheduled for a release. The force is not strong without one. <laughs> so let's talk about Spider-Man because I know that we're kind of a little late about um, about right. kind of talking about that. But let's get into um, Spider-Man No Way Home. Um, I, I mean, I think overall, I think the movie was great. Um, mm-hmm. fan, so for fan service, was probably the best fan service Spider-Man movie that we've okay. ever gotten. Um, uh you know, as far as as far as the uh, the overall plot, I enjoyed seeing a ton of old actors come back and play their original roles. I thought Willem Dafoe was fantastic. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, uh, Doctor Octopus was the oh Alfred Molina, the guy that played yeah. Doctor Octopus, was yeah. really really good. Um, so as far as as far as shouts out to everybody involved in the movie, I mean, Johnny, you might have some big like storyline issues or something like that, but you know, what did you think about it? Well, I. I enjoyed it for what it was, but there were, I thought there were a couple of opportunities missed. Um, you know, where's the James Franco Green Goblin? It would have been nice to see the two the pair up. He got cancelled, didn't he? Well, and then and then on top of that, you could have had Venom still, and everyone's going to yell at me, Tom Hardy is not this. But what you forget is Spider Man Three had a Venom in it, so mm-hmm. you know. Yeah, they could have been two different Venoms, right? Yeah, yeah. We've got three different Spider Men, so yeah. you know. So I find it a little bit uh, selection. I, I agree with the William Defoe one massively. I agree with the uh, Alfred Molina one massively. Could I have done without Sandman? Yes, I could have done without Sandman. The way his storyline was pigeonholed as being the getaway driver of the guy that was going to kill Uncle Ben from the. Um, Tom McGuire Spider Man is just like it's like it's like having to have everything go back to that one incident. Now it was kind of, um, 
But for me, the revelation, the revelation for me was uh, Andrew Garfield. I thought, I've been saying for years how that's my Spider-Man. That's that's mm. out of the three movies, out of the, like the the Maguire, the Garfield, and the Holland. It's Garfield every time for me, and um, it just goes to proof. Just the, you know the the pathos when he catches he catches MJ. Absolute, yes. Yeah, absolutely stuff. And I just want to shout out the Brits because two out of three Spider-Men, British. Just saying. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, yeah, I think I think you're right. And, and uh, my enjoyment of the movie, I think, was enhanced by um, having both my kids there with me uh-huh. right. and my son who grew up watching uh, Tobey Maguire, Spider-Man, Andrew Garfield, Spider-Man, and now Tom Holland, and seeing all these movies. And this is, I likened this movie as the the Star Wars movie for me, for when I, like, as an adult, seeing Star Wars back on the big screen. My my son sat next to me for two hours, and he cried, like, three or four times. Like, when when Tobey showed up, when Andrew showed up, when like every he was the he was one of those people cheering in the crowd, and then okay. the the big moment was when Andrew Garfield caught MJ, and that mm-hmm. was he just looked at me, tears in his eyes, and said he got he finally got his redemption moment that mm-hmm. he never got, and mm-hmm. because every you know at the time when uh, when Gwen died in in the second Amazing Spider-Man movie, um, we all thought we were going to get a third part that never kind mm-hmm. of materialized. So um, Andrew Garfield never really got that 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 shot at. Um, redemption i guess but um but the the i agree with you about andrew garfield um he's so emotional like his face you can just read everything on his face and he mm. just emotes more than more than most actors and that's like just seeing the look on his face you feel his pain right you, or you felt his uh his anguish when he did catch mary jane because that's everybody was thinking he caught mary yeah. jane but couldn't catch one so um, to me, yeah, that was one of the parts that made the movie for me. Um, Lucas, what were your what big thoughts of those of that movie? It was not just one movie. It was like three to four different movies, right? So there's the movie that we were hoping that we were getting, right? That we were hoping that we were getting that one last day scenario, right? Yeah. Um, and we got elements of something <laughs> like that right but of course most of the people that are going to go see this movie that are tom holland um fans are not don't haven't even read that storyline so they say okay well we'll go off with something else the second part that we got is a movie that sets up the rest of the the marvel universe going forward right so after the loki stuff now we got to go into the the multiverse stuff and we got to set up the rest of spider-man that are going to eventually show up. So there's definitely set up for Mal Morales to Mal Morales to come in, right? Without the freaking Infinity Stones, right? Because now you got Ned Leeds. Uh, I forget what his real name is. Um, now he can he can just basically make a portal show up whenever he freaking wants, which is kind of kind of crazy into itself. Um, and it shows that hey, Ned Leeds is not just some freaking green common character. He's he's got his own thing. So I'm going to be looking in the Marvel books going going into this year for them to shut uh for them to show more of that and what that actually means going forward um and then there's there's this this is a movie that finally because look the spider-man that i love right isn't some technical freaking genius or some rich guy that has a whole bunch of stuff behind him he's whoa 
He's just don't, a don't can he there. Don't be don't be invoking the bat. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he's he's just some kid, right, who's doing just the best he can with what he's got, right? Um <laughs> hey, that that's Batman. Batman is Batman, <laughs> but I need my Spider-Man depowered. I don't need him uh, with a whole yeah. bunch of I don't need him, I don't need another Iron Man. Mm-hmm. Right? That's a shout. That is a shout. Yeah, look, if we if we need another Iron Man that's not Tony Stark, Riri Williams is in the queue, right? But I need my Spider-Man to be Spider-Man. And I think that's what they I, – I like that they succeeded in doing that, depowering him, taking all that away. Let's get him back to – let's get him back to basics. I was upset at first because you, you know me, Professor, that I don't yeah. like the whole romance thing, right? Mm-hmm. I don't, I don't, I don't like my super. I don't like my my superheroes to be sexual, right? I if if they are trying to be sexual, I like it. I like them to fail every single freaking time, right? And they were starting out with this whole thing. Sounds you know, like my uh, sex life. Know that, yeah. <laughs> hey, <laughs> hey, that's what it is, right? If if I had a full sex life, then guess what? I wouldn't be reading books. That's just the way it is. Right? Look, I just want to say no. I want to say no comment to that one. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> um, but look, look. I mean, look. The they started out with a. You know, he successfully wooed MJ. You know, they're 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 somewhat in love and everything. They like each other. But at the end, they said, "Nope, we got to take that away. We got to strip that away. Let's get back to basics." Where there's people that he cares about that are out there, but he just can't get to them either because you know they don't even know who he is, or because they're dead right now. I like that freaking element. I like so, so it's it's one of those, it's 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 got stuff that's out there that's pretty bad, right? Because it's not the movie we wanted, but it is a movie that we need going forward. Mm. So that, that's that's why I feel about this one right now. As far as the characters, you know, talk, I'm talking about the villain characters. It's so weird because I don't even know if we really needed all of these characters to get this freaking done. Mm. They didn't need to. They didn't need to bring back all these characters. Look, you had freaking you had Rhino in the queue. You had Vulture in the queue. That's those are the characters we were looking for. Good shout. Back. That's that's a great shout. Yeah, definitely. You know, um, you, know you didn't. Doctor Octopus. Yes, you need. You, did you need to bring back Doctor Octopus? Yes, because we had the superior um, Spider-Man that's out there. So mm-hmm. bring back a different version of him. That would have been. That would have been nice. But all these other characters, mm, I don't know about that. It, it was. I, I don't know about you guys, but it was like trying to make them all good. You know, mm-hmm. so like, so like, oh, so it's like the Green Goblin until he gets his breakdown again. Then it's. Otto until he gets his brain fried and then they defry him. Sandman was on the sc- on, on the scheme until he, he like you know what the bad guys for a reason. Mm-hmm. Not right. not not every character can be redeemable, and even I suppose out of the villains that were there, you've only got the lizard that stays true to the core lizard character because even Electro was just out at the end by like oh yeah too much power and all that sort of stuff. It's like. It's like okay, I get it. I, I get the one. I get the trick. It works really well for maybe one or two characters. Well, this is the goddamn Sinister Six. Yeah, effectively, Amazing Spider-Man Annual Number One, first appearance of the Sinister Six as a group. You're telling me that that book ends with everyone being friends and creating a happier world? Uh, I think not. And <laughs> the other thing is, a couple of point plot points. There is no reason for Aunt May to die. I thought that was just gratuitous. Absolutely gratuitous, no reason whatsoever. And the other thing I have is we all know what one day more 
is all about the fact that everyone forgets Peter's identity. Right. This movie changes it. This movie is everyone forgets Peter Parker. So mm. even if Peter Parker, even if MJ and Ned don't know that Peter is Spider-Man, they should have had some shared experience because they've been at the same school for whatever. And therefore, if everybody forgets that Spider-Man is Spider-Man, who invited him to take part in Civil War? Right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm still trying to wrap my brain around all that, John. Because, I, I, I mean, the, the thing, the strange spell goes back in time, right? It's not from this point. Mm -hmm. It's like everyone will forget who you were. Hmm. Right. Stop it, you're making too much sense <laughs> <laughs> Lucas, I've been on a pod with you before And you said you want the science to work So there you are <laughs> so, well, so, so I will say One thing that absolutely pissed me off Was, uh, you know uh, you know, Spider-Man chasing Doc Strange Through that weird uh, magical world that he's got going on, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, he, and he goes, "Oh, I know these shapes. Let me go do this and that and, that, and this and that and the everything." Like, no, 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 my dude, this is magic. You can't just science the shit out of freaking magic. That's not the way. It, freaking... <laughs> and then it never turns up again, does it? it that, no. that, that, you think, right. all right. So as the as the climax comes in, you think they're going to do something with that, but no. It's just like, you know. No, it was a convenient way to get rid of Doctor Strange for the rest of the movie, so he yeah. didn't magic affix, you know. Yeah. But um, I just, I thought, so I just, my final thoughts on, on this movie was that um, the other Spider-Man movies are other superhero movies that use multiple villains. I always mm -hmm. thought where they didn't work because the, the villains didn't get enough screen time. I thought that this movie worked with, even with all these villains um, because you didn't have to flesh out the characters or their motivations or anything True. like that. So I think I, I really think that this movie worked because they have are the, the other characters already had a whole movie to, to for, for you to get to know them. So I thought yeah. uh, I thought it worked with the, as many Spider-Man villains as we got in this movie. I thought it was a I thought it was a good plot. Okay, I I enjoyed the movie for what it was. Um, I agree with Lucas. It is it is a massive reset button so that we can start moving forward with the Marvel universe stroke multiverse um and we got snippets of that in the um in the end credit scene um right so i kind of agree with the assessment that it might not be the story that we want but it's the story that we had to have at some point just to reset the balance and right you know, I, I i'm all right i'm all right with that as an idea um it also paves the way for another actor to replace tom holland because there's news banging around that he doesn't want to be Spider-Man anymore, but who knows what, what's but, going on. Yeah, and plus, they, and they already announced Spider-Man's 4, 5, and 6. So, and you know. Garfield, they talk about bringing the Garfield Amazing Spider-Man 3 out as well, aren't they? So, you know, it's like, oh, really? Oh. So, Twitter's all the hype. Twitter's all the hype. <laughs> of, of, you know, so, hey, if you get the Snyder Cut, don't even get me started on that bad boy, but if you get the Snyder Cut, then, you know what? I'm all right with Garfield coming back as Spidey. So, yeah. All right. But my my other thought would be, I still think Into the Spider Verse did it better. Yeah, and we're gonna get another one of those, not this year, but probably next year. So, there you go. so, so yeah. So one last thought on that is that that's that's a good point. So, um, because in the comics, 
that the Asian that leads shows up first as Miles Morales' best friend. Yeah, so that, yeah, that's Gank, right? Gank. Yes. Yeah, I don't know how you pronounce Gank. it, but I call him Gank. It's, it's, it's Gank, but he actually calls him Ned. Oh. Miles, yeah. So that's that's why it's, it's crazy. It's, his name is Gank Leeds, but he but Miles calls him Ned. Um, so so now that you know now that Ned or Gank Gank has forgotten Tom Holland's Peter Parker, that sets it up for Miles Morales to come from a different universe, yeah. pair up with that Ned Leeds, and them to become best friends. So, Interesting. All right, let's pivot to um, let's pivot to Disney Plus. Let's talk about Hawkeye. How did you like the end of the uh, of Hawkeye? I know we talked up to through episode five, but we finally got the finale, episode six. Um, well, I'm gonna be honest with you. I have I've just started episode six, so <laughs> okay. Oh, so can, can we spoil it for you? <laughs> yeah, no, by all means, feel free. I am obviously behind the uh, I'm behind the the bore on this one a little bit. Um, I don't th- I don't think I so, been, man. I, I have been um, binging it over the, the Christmas halls. So um I know who I know who the big bad is. So yeah. you can like you know you can uh, that that's fine. Um have I enjoyed the series? I absolutely totally have. I thought this has been brilliant. This is like by far the one division was fantastic just because it was just a change of pace. Winter Soldier, I could and Falcon, I could live without a million times. Loki, I fell asleep through episode three, never managed to get back to that. Uh, Hawkeye, my wife dropped off after issue episode two because it was a bit slow. Me, yes. I, I, I think it's a great show. I absolutely love this show. I uh, I thought it was great from beginning to end. It had me hooked right at the beginning. Um, I think it hit all the notes it needed to hit. That um, I thought uh, Hilly Steinfeld is that her name uh, that yep. played that played Kate Bishop is a revelation in this role. <laughs> um, I think she's great. She's funny in all the right spots. Haley Steinfeld, sorry, my bad. Um, and uh, and I if this is a swan song for Jeremy Renner, which I kind of don't think it is. I kind of think we'll see Clint Barton again. Um, but this was great. Um, it had all the it had it had all the nice notes from uh, from the Hawkeye series, um, the the limited series uh, mm-hmm. from ten years ago. But the tracksuit mafia was funny. They were, and that's what they were supposed to be, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know. Um, the the trick arrows. I I like that they didn't overuse it. It was a big gimmick, but they used it in two episodes, right? Mm-hmm. And then of course with this episode with the, all the different trick arrows, I thought was just. I love, I love the pin particle arrow. I thought that was. I know you've probably <laughs> talked about it already. So I yeah. thought when I saw that, I was like, that was that was a stroke of uh, genius. Yeah. They were they were all really good. I love the. Uh, I I think Echo worked in this uh, in this series. Um, very interesting to see. And we've talked about this before with all of Disney Plus stuff and all of the MCU stuff in general. Is everything is there's there's never actually an ending for anything. Mm-hmm. Everything is set is what's setting setting up the next thing, and um, seeing uh, Echo set up at the end of at the end of this with Kingpin just sets that up for when Echo gets her own show this year or next year. Mm-hmm. We know we already know Vincent D'Onofrio is going to be back as Kingpin, right? So he'll be back. He'll be the big bad in in Echo. Maybe we get Clint Barton uh, again in that show. Maybe. Or maybe we even get uh, him showing up in what I, I think Secret Invasion is going to be 
the show that brings all of these side characters like U.S. Agent and and uh, Monica Rambeau and everything all together as a team that, that they're recruiting them for a reason against the Skrulls, I think. So mm. maybe we'll see Clint. Maybe they'll be the Thunderbolts and Clint Barton comes in to lead them. That would be great. Well, before Lucas jumps in, I'm going to say this oh, this clear. show's aimed square, squarely at you because you, uh, Professor, because you are an absolute Hawkeye fan. So. I am. Yeah. I and when and I've been t- I've been saying for years that I thought the Matt Fraction's Hawkeye kind of um, ruined the character for me, um, but uh, this show actually fixes it a bit, right? Because mm-hmm. if the, if you think about Matt Fraction's Hawkeye limited series. Um, they turned him into a bumbling idiot, and in the in the Disney Plus show, um, Kate Bishop's the bumbling idiot. <laughs> so, so I, they they did kind of a character swap on that. So I think that that, that was great because they click they kept Clint as the as a, as an ass kicking leader that uh, I kind of think was lost in the Matt Fraction series, um, but here I think they they did those tweaks and, and fix it and kind of put Hawkeye in as the hero that's on the pedestal that she looks up to. Mm-hmm. Um, because in the Matt Fraction series, I was like, well, how could Kate Bishop really look up to this guy? He's a kind of a like a boob. <laughs> but yeah, cool. But that's 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 my shout out. I think everything that they that they did, they they kind of. Anything, everything I didn't like about the Fraction series, they fixed in the Disney Plus series. So, you know, and Matt Fraction was the executive producer on this. So, well, I like I like the Fraction. That. I like the Fraction series. Oh, I didn't say I didn't like it, but I do <laughs> think that it ruined the character going forward. Um, but I like the I like this uh, for what it is, um, and the does the, the whole design is all all the the David Aja artwork from from the Hawkeye limited series. So uh, I think they did a great job showing mm-hmm. up. So. Yeah. So yeah, this is one of those series that is for the first time in a long time. I have absolutely nothing really bad to say. Right. Um, <laughs> you know, it, it got a lot of stuff right in the stakes assistant, right? So for instance, one of the, like you guys mentioned the, the element of uh, Kate Bishop being a bumbling, just young lady, right. Just trying to make her way. <laughs> She's she she's just got people got to remember this is a young lady trying to make her way in a world where like hey her mom and dad dad were well her mom was like probably like a billionaire right and she's also trying to make her way in a world where superheroes and gods exist right that's, that's she's just trying to make her way and this is a, what she's 22 23 you know something like that so people got to got to remember that um and then there was the other thing about you know the uh the handicap right the the audio handicap that mm-hmm. uh, that Bart Clint Barton had and Echo had and they could stay consistent with that and they kept using that they didn't it didn't just drop off all of a sudden i i, I definitely like that Mm. Um, people keep talking about the Diva Aja freaking color scheme. Well, and they're like they're complaining that David Aja didn't get um, any type of credit for. It. Well, that's because you know back in the fifties to the sixties, all the little spy movies kind of used that color, kind of color scheme. So I, that may be why they didn't give them enough credit because this was already a color scheme that's out there, and they just happened to use it for the comic book. But you know, look, throw the guy a freaking bone. You know? <laughs> yeah. No, throw the guy. You know he didn't make it up, but you know, 
come on now give give the guy a ball. no and then you know this is this as a christmas series you know you know hey all this there's all this crazy violent stuff happening but oh yeah once we get back to the hotel or the house hey it's still christmas <laughs> I, I i definitely freaking love that feeling man i was able to enjoy that with my family a little bit better um yeah this might this might be a series you want where you rewatch every christmas like a christmas uh sure enough sure enough um you know as far as setting up the future, look, I, I like the way this pairs with Spider-Man, right? Because in, in one quarter, you got Kingpin, who's showing up. And then in the other, on No Way Home, remember, Daredevil has shown up. Mm. Right? Yeah. Uh, so you get to have those those two things, and, and eventually we know they're going to converge. I love uh, the White Widow, um, how they're utilizing her, right? She was great in that show. Yeah. Absolutely. Freaking, you know, the, uh, man, the, the chemistry between her and Kate Bishop was was amazing and i want to see more of that going more of that going back and forth um in the future i don't know if they've ever like teamed up in the the comics or anything like that but i definitely want to see that going forward and then uh, you know you know reveling back into what happened with before the snap and after the snap and everything that that, that was good good as well it, it's, it's just it was just a good series if you once again if you've been following along what's going on with the mcu it was just a good series all along and even if you didn't if even if you just wanted to sit tight and look at this one as just a young girl trying to make her way and growing up you know mentally i think this was still still a good one yeah i think i i think going forward uh just so this, the future is bright for a lot of these characters and then i always wondered for like the first 10 years how are you going to replace all these iconic actors in these roles and of course, uh, they've been doing it in, for years now in the comic book universe, where yeah. we're getting these next generation uh, characters like Ironheart and America Chavez, who they're going to be introducing in uh, the Marvel Doctor Strange movie. Um, that's that. This is their. This has been their plan for now. You can look back and say it's been almost ten years now that they've been looking at introducing new characters, people of color, uh, et cetera, diversity to, to, and that these were going to be the, the, the next generation of heroes that were going to make the leap from the page to the screen. Um, mm -hmm. and we got this first generation for the first 10 years and now we're moving forward again. And that, I think that, uh, Marvel was smart, <laughs> you know, maybe they knew way better than, uh, than all of us old timers. <laughs> so you know, we'll see. They're gonna, but they'll be making billions of dollars to come. Let's start, let's touch on Boba Fett real quick, and then we'll take a break, and then we'll jump into what's coming up in twenty twenty two. One last, one last thing that I, I just thought up that I definitely want to bring up. So there is some jackass out there who's talking about the coin trick, and he's saying that Marvel Studios stole the idea for the coin trick away from him, right? Because are we talking the the snap? Yes. Uh, that that is so untrue because inside the comic books years ago years ago um that's been the thing that clint bart has been able to do in fact in one book and i think one of the first books that he actually did it he actually tore off his own fingernails and would use it to yeah. fucking kill a guy i remember that that was in the uh the ultimates it was in uh matt uh, mark millar's ultimates book i remember that so no my guy no <laughs> so, so, so is anyone going to complain that uh, Harvey Dent has stolen somebody's heads or tails? 
<laughs> you know there is. You know there I've, is, man. I've, I've his head flipped a coin. I've been doing that for the last 20 years. <laughs> <laughs> Go figure. <laughs> so, so I know we've only gotten one episode of uh, Book of Boba Fett. Um, so I... My thoughts, and I'm, it's going to be just a real brief thought on this on on that this show is that um, I wish I waited until there was two episodes, <laughs> um, because this first episode there wasn't it, there wasn't much. It was all flash and no substance, right? All sizzle sure. and no steak. It was um, the 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 whole episode was a majority of flashback on on how to. How did Boba Fett get get from where he is now? How did he get here? And uh, and so yeah, you get some flashbacks of him getting out of the Sarlacc pit. You get some flashes of him and Tatooine with uh, the Jawa stealing his armor and then uh, getting captured by the Tusken Raiders. So you know a lot of that stuff. You know, great to see characters like Sand People and Jawas, and it made it felt very Star Warsy. Um, but then uh, it just didn't feel like uh, when I was excited to see Robert Rodriguez was helming the show. Um, I was excited because the episode that he directed in Mandalorian last year was that just absolutely kick-ass episode where Boba Fett came back and had the, the great fight scenes and the actions mm-hmm. and the explosions. And this had none of that. And the um, and the the fight scene that they did have in this was uh, was I kind of think a little lackluster. Um, but it didn't really introduce any major characters. Uh, Fennec was okay. Um, but, uh, to set up for the rest of the season, I really wish that they did like they did with Hawkeye and drop the first two episodes. That way you kind of get sucked in a little bit more. Um, here I was just like, Oh, I could have waited next till next week and watched two episodes. And this, and, and this episode is only like 36 minutes long. Mm. And that's including the credits. <laughs> so, you know, the credits are like four minutes. So, uh, The Mandalorian is a short show, though. So, I mean, still following yeah. on that, that, that style. I've got to be honest, other than going out like a bitch in Jedi, Boba Fett is just, yeah, he's the perennial loser. I haven't seen the show yet, uh, but I have heard people say, very much like you, that it's all, it needs more story, less action, is what I heard. But um, yeah, well, I'm, I mean, they didn't I'm, even have the first line in the show till like minute fifteen. <laughs> so, <laughs> you know, so I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna take their advice and I'm gonna wait so I get so the second episode is there so that I can do it on mass rather than do it. Yeah, that time. would be my recommendation. I would wait. Uh, my kids are now in the ha- habit of just waiting till everything drops and binge watching it, and they mm-hmm. get much more enjoyment out of the binge watch. Um, but I, I'm a, I'm an episodic guy, so I I need to watch it episode by episode. So, Lucas, what did you think? So yeah, I mean, look, the if I'm going to keep on turning in episode after episode, I need a primary drive mm-hmm. to keep me going. Is it is it the child that I'm turning in for? What about the damsel in distress? Or am I hoping that am I turning in next week next week to see if he seems the damsel in distress? I got none of that. All I got right now is this is how he supposedly got out of the pit. This is how he survived and everything. It's great. He's a survivor. Oh I, I don't if I'm just taking if I if I have never heard anything about Star Wars before, right? And I'm just looking at this episode. This is my first introduction. I don't care about this guy at all. 
He hasn't done anything. Well, he what did he do? He tried to save save one of the other creatures. The creature turned him in and some crazy stuff like that. Um, but there's nothing in any any anything in here of redemption value right now for me. There's nothing that makes me say, okay, next week I'm turning in for sure to watch this. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, it 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 doesn't it doesn't call me right now. So maybe they'll fix that uh, in the next episode. Um, and which is which is kind of surprising to me because wait, I think he has a kid, right? He has a kid and he's got clones all over the freaking place. Throw one of those in there, you know. So so at least my wife and my kids can go, oh, let, let's let's figure out what's going on, you know. Now they now they've watched it and they're like. Okay. <laughs> it's it's interesting you say that because my wife has absolutely no interest in this, and my wife is she she is quite. I'm not gonna say she's a Star Wars nut by any stretch of the imagination, um, but she likes the Star Wars going on. I mean, she watched all the Mandalorian. She watched. She loves the movies. She loves Return of the Jedi um, for Ewoks. But but you, um, but you know but you know the difference between that is Mandalorian. Once my wife saw the child, yeah, that made her. With interest, actually yeah. go back and watch everything else. She's yeah. she's seen it. She's seen it all the. She had seen all the other stuff before because I forced her and yeah. she didn't care. <laughs> Ironically, <But once, laughs> you will watch. You will watch this. Yeah, movie. exactly. That's what the child did for her. She, she's like, okay, what's going on? What's possibly happening? You know, what's you know what's going on with this, right? Yeah, yeah. And that's what the child here in this book of Bubba Fett episode. There's nothing like that for her right now. All my oh, yeah. wife says is, "Isn't that the girl from Agents of Shield?" Man, why is Agents of Shields on anymore? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Um, you know that that's the one thing that is going to be, uh, I think, telling about this show is they they already burned that MacGuffin with the Baby Yoda in Mandalorian. Mm. Um, how do they get people? outside of star Wars fans to watch this show, mm-hmm. you know, what's the, what's the hook. And, and you're right. There was no hook in this episode. So uh, you know, that's the, the hook will have to be the power of the Boba Fett character. And uh, you know, is there a power of the Boba Fett other than his look? I think he looks awesome, but you know, people are calling him Boba Fett. So <laughs> looks yeah. great. Indigestible Sarlax goes out, gets taken down by a blind man. Great, well done. <laughs> Boba Fett is basically a daredevil villain. <laughs> there we go. All right, uh, we're going to take a quick uh, a quick break, and we'll be back to talk about the, what's coming up in 2022. Uh, of course, crisis on the turn. All right, make sure to catch Crisis in the Toyverse. That's my favorite ad, and the show is good. So make sure you check it out. Um, 
All right, so I have a quick uh, question. So we're going to look forward. I'm, I just want a quick, um, the three uh, three Disney Plus shows we're going to get in 2022 from Marvel. We're going to get Ms. Marvel. We're going to get She-Hulk. We're going to get Moon Knight. Which, which of the three are you most excited for? <laughs> which Ms. Marvel? Kamala, Kamala Khan. Kamala Khan, yes. Kamala Khan. I am looking forward. Yeah, I am looking forward to Kamala Khan replacing the Captain Marvel actress as the Marvel in the MCU right now, right? Because once again, it I I, I hate to keep bashing what she did, but she hasn't pulled back. Brie Larson, and, you're talking about? Yeah, and you know, Marvel has shown, hey, if you mess up. If you do something stupid like that, we will replace you in a heartbeat. We will, yo. You think we won't freaking stop a movie and delay a movie because you're stupid? They, they've already shown that with with the, the Black Panther thing yep. going on right now. So that is a shot across the bow to all these actors, actors and actresses that think they can't be replaced. Oh, oh, they can't replace me because Marvel's going to uh, lose a bunch of money if they freaking delay that movie. Watch this. <laughs> they're already losing. They're already losing money because of the pandemic. Was 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 a couple billion dollars more. Yeah, you know, Marvel Marvel really doesn't care right now, and they I, I I love it. I love the aggressiveness on 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 that fact, and I love the, the fact that they've they've already got look. They've already got other Marvels in the queue with Kamala Khan. Yeah, I think that we, that we know we love. So I'm like really excited to see uh, Moon Knight. Um, I don't know how they're going to be able to do him on Disney Plus because I think he's kind of one of those uh, almost like a John Bernthal Punisher type character that, you know, they kind of have to tone down a little bit. Um, change his change uh, symbol. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. Yeah. Um, but I think uh, I think the uh, Oscar Isaac looks great as Moon Knight. I saw I've seen the costume looks pretty good. Um more excited to see that than I am Ms. Marvel, and I'm almost as excited to see She-Hulk, um, just because she looks really good. So yeah, I'll round it off by saying She-Hulk for me. Uh, I'm not okay. a big show. I'm not a big Shulky fan. In fact, I'm going to be sacrilegious. I'm not a huge fan of either of these three characters particularly. Um, I prefer Carol Danvers mm -hmm. as my Marvel. Um, I agree I, with you. Um, but that's not to say that Kamala Khan doesn't have um, a place. It's like I put, it's the same as I prefer Peter Parker as, as my Spider-Man. Doesn't mean that Miles Morales is bad. It's just that's my Spider-Man. All, um, all three do look. What you got to do is the same way they did Hawkeye. You do that for Captain Marvel. But people hate Brie Larson so much right now. I don't know if they actually want to see her on any type of screen right now. But surely, I see they say. I, I'm. I must be behind the curve on this because I get that people don't like her. That's fine, but if you like the character, I think it's called acting. This thing, you know, that the person on the screen is different to the person who plays the person. You know, right? Um, so, you know, people do. People didn't like. People didn't like Ben Affleck as Batman. People didn't like Andrew Garfield as Spider Man. People kicked off with Tobey Maguire was cast. You know. And now, all three of them are like, "Oh, these are the greatest versions of the characters on cinema ever." Blah blah blah. And Ben Affleck's, done, ben, <laughs> ben Affleck's done some shady stuff, you know. Right. So, I think there's got to be a point where you've got to turn around and say, "Right, fine. If someone's 
you don't have to like a person to enjoy the movie if you like the character. Is that is that contentious? Probably, probably it is. is. And that's probably why I'm not involved in cancel culture because you know what, people who people whatever you do, whether you're a sports personality, a movie person, a comic book writer, whatever, you know what, you're not defined by your job. Everyone, everyone has their, the right to live their life or say what they want. Freedom of expression is guaranteed, freedom of speech is guaranteed. And the problem with that is, people say stuff you disagree with. Right. Well, I'll, I'll, so I'll disagree with you there. So that's where. That's where it, <laughs> hey. Yeah, so, that's, well, yeah. So that's where. So that's where American culture, uh, you know, kind of splices in between UK culture. Because in UK culture, you guys are totally different over there. You guys are like, hey. Your career is not who you are over here in America. Your who your career is because the first thing sometimes when I meet somebody like they ask me like, oh, what do you do? And you can either say, hey, I'm a lawyer for this type of firm, and hey, I'm a doctor for this type of firm, or hey, I think I I write stuff for Cover Crusaders. That they're like, oh, okay. Then you guys try and find the the middle ground in between in between that stuff. You guys, you guys over there, man. You guys are like the wild wild west, man. You guys start off with, oh, hey, what church you go to, man? You know, um, hey, did you, did you did, what, what's yeah, what sport did you guys make a root for? You know, so, yeah. you guys are on a different yeah. level, yeah, yeah. Hashtag so, it's gotta be Newcastle. Just right. And, and, <laughs> and then and then you know over here, like how good you do your job. Um that, that plays into like whether I like you too or not. Like, are you a shitty person? Are you a shitty actor? Or I mean, or or hey, so 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 here's here's where you're where I absolutely agree with you, which is crazy, which is like, okay, how you are in your personal life affects how I view you on the freaking screen. And yeah. and and, and 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 normally for this particular case it wouldn't affect us all but the fact that she actually went after the normal fan and she says some crazy stuff like hey i didn't make this movie for i, I didn't make this movie for you you know you know she, a lot of the fans felt like they were going after her or going after them and it's like oh well you know it really shouldn't care but then her performance on the screen wasn't necessarily that amazing anyway but Here's the thing, Captain Marvel in the books is so is a soldier, right? She has mm -hmm. that stoicism. So a lot of people didn't get that. There a lot of us are used to a female character, and then she's like the you know the second hand banana, right? She's just yeah. there by some emotional death, right? Yeah, we didn't get that with Captain Marvel. We, she just showed up on screen. It was like, oh, here we go. Let's do this. Let's do that, and the other thing. I absolutely get where you're coming from. I absolutely get this, and and. What I would counter with that, I know we want to talk about comics, so this will probably be my last comment on this, is that when the guns in Endgame are raining down on the heroes, right, and then they stop, and then the guns turn up, and you see Captain Marvel fly through the sky to smash that first cruiser, the cheer that went up was unbelievable in the <laughs> cinema. Right, so Captain Marvel has a presence, and Lucas, you're bang on right, the Carol Danvers character in the comic books, isn't a likable character at times, right? right. She's pig-headed, she's bull-headed, she's arrogant, all of those things. Captain Marvel, the movie, is not a plug-and-play Marvel movie in the way that you could take the humor quarter out of all the different ones and stick it in, it's all the same, right? You know, so I absolutely totally get that. But yeah, cool. That's my last comment. Uh, I'll just say, I'll just say in America, you're judged by your last soundbite. 
Right, okay. <laughs> I am so screwed. <laughs> so, all right. So, so let's jump into uh, comics. I know, like right now, we have some event stuff going on. Um, Devil's Reign issue two uh, just came out uh, this week. Um, to me, uh, and I'll, I'm going to say one comment about Devil's Reign. I feel like I've read it before. I love Chip Zdrowski's run on Daredevil, and this feels very uh, post Civil War Norman Osborn and the Thunderbolts. Oh, okay. um, and it just it seems to me like the story's been told. Um, so now you have all the heroes on the run, and the villains are the heroes, and that's kind of. Uh, that's kind of where we were in the Thunderbolts that turned into the Dark Avengers. You guys remember that? Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. yeah. That seems like uh, this is it's all rehashed. Well, I've got to say that I agree with you on uh, Zdarsky's Daredevil run. I picked this book up, Devil's Reign, purely on the strength of Zdarsky's Daredevil. Daredevil, for me, for twenty twenty one, has to be one of the one of the three top tier books that I would read religiously every month or every two weeks or whatever it shipped. Um, you know, so to get me an avid, uh, I hate events type of reader hooked on the idea of devil's rain. You know what? I'm in, I'm going to, I'm going to read it. And has it been done before? Maybe, you know what? Maybe it has, maybe it has, but Bud, we've talked about how the, lifetime of a comic book creator is normally around five years yeah we're, yeah we're gonna, so maybe we're gonna get that we're gonna get that repetition everything you know? old is new again yeah we're yeah, we're yeah. definitely uh not the typical uh comic book readers where we've been reading for 40 <laughs> yeah. plus years so i think as long as it's done in a, in a in an original way the concept the conceit behind the story the the villains becoming the good guys yeah. you know it, yeah, it's been done loads of times, a million times, in fact, all the way back to Justice League when um, um, the, Brian Bolland was doing the cover. So what's that? The one seventies, the one eighties. So yeah. you know, all that it, it's been done, and in, in, as you mentioned, the Thunderbolt stuff and Dark Avengers. Dark Avengers look great. Hopefully, this is going to read well. I, I trust uh, Sadarsky to make a good story out of it. So I'm in. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not saying I'm out. I'm just saying I've, I've seen it before. Ah. All right, let's go. Cool. Like like when the Patriots lose to the Dolphins on week 18. Yeah, you've seen <laughs> that before this season as well, right? That's that is setting up to be uh, a terrible uh, season killer for us. Uh, I'm I'm just not I'm I'm afraid of that game. So we have another week though. <laughs> yeah, well, you get past Tennessee, we could do with an easy game. Yep. Um, so another so another storyline that's coming out on an event book is uh, Reckoning War from Dan Slott. And I'm, I'm not really entirely certain what this book is about. Um, is this, because this, I looked this up this morning, sorry to interrupt, is this the Avengers versus the X-Men versus the Eternals? No, this is, um, the Reckoning War is a Fantastic Four story. Oh, okay. And this oh, is... Oh, it's Kang. It's Kang saves the universe. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I don't know if it has anything to do with King the Conqueror. I, th I think I've seen I saw Annihilus in there. Um, I think that they're going to be off planet. It's going to be a big cosmic thing. I've seen The Watcher. I've seen Galactus. So um, it looks like a big cosmic story. So and and from reading uh, an interview with Dan Slott, Dan Slott said he's been waiting to tell the story since he was eight years old. So um, 
he's super excited about this story. He says it's the best work he's ever done on the on in comics, which is saying something. So uh, and, interesting. Okay. And um and and hey, I am enjoying the fact that I see She-Hulk in the Fantastic Four again. And yeah. she's been I mean, she was my favorite member when I started reading comics. So you never know it might be Malice back. Oh, maybe. Is that Jack of Hearts I see as well on the cover? Might so they're be. bringing Jack of Hearts back um, who, uh, to to every artist's uh, <laughs> dread, <No>. right? <laughs> no, I have to draw this guy. What yeah. the? Can I change his costume? No. No. <laughs> I'd rather go and draw the Superman symbol. <laughs> oh, look at that. Uh, can you imagine how long it takes me to draw Jack of Hearts? Oh, my God. So um, anyway, so who's that guy on the cover? Is that Nick Fury? That's the Nick Fury yes. Watcher type yes. character, yeah? Mm-hmm. yeah. Okay, I'm excited already because I love that character. Um, I want him to bring back Nick Fury, uh, the original Nick. Um, and I, I'm, you know, seeing She-Hulk, seeing, you know, if I, and I when you we, you were talking about Johnny, um, the top three books that you, over the last year that you've been yeah, yeah. go to the pot, top of your pull list. Uh, Fantastic Four has been that for me. Uh, with Daredevil and Hulk, um, it's bubbling under. Yeah, Fantastic Four. I liked, I liked what they did with um, Johnny Storm. Yeah, when he when he became super powered. Uh, to be fair, I haven't read it since then. So, I it's assume, just, I, I, I'm assuming they've managed to sort that out for him. No, that he's still he's still Good stuck. Yeah, right. um, on that cover, then, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, so um, it's a it's it's a it's a good book, and it's just interesting month in and month out. So that's uh, that's all I'm asking for is just to keep me hooked, keep me interested. Have you know the 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 drama that you're not really finding in a lot of the other books. Um, this is this is great. I I can't wait to 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 read this. Okay, cool. Uh, to be fair, Fantastic Four was a bubbling under for me. Uh, I'd read it every now and again, or and pick something up. Um, I mean, if you're interested, my top three were, were going to be, de- no particular order, Daredevil, uh, Black Cat, even though the ending of the Black Cat didn't land particularly well. And um, just for consistency's sake, Captain Marvel. Captain Marvel has been, Kelly Thompson's been killing that book. Uh, my, my bubble and unders uh, were going to be Fantastic Four, Spider-Woman, which has kind of hit a nice little pace now. Um, and that's kind of where I'm at with those. No X books, no no Avengers books, definitely no Amazing Spider Man. Well, we have, <laughs> yeah. well, so we have the X books that are going to be. Uh, that are gonna I am liking. I am liking the Gwen covers. Like, I'm not. I'm not going to lie. I am liking some of these. Yeah, so we're getting a what a soft reboot in the X books coming up pretty soon, um, with a bunch mm-hmm. of new titles launching and. They're taking a break, aren't they? A couple of months break and then back to it. Yep. Yep, um, and I think we're uh, seeing the end of Sword and the launch of X Men Red, which actually means something now. Like well, they used to have the colors, and I used to be like, "Why are they color coding the mm. X Men books?" And now X Men Red is going to be about Mars. So, okay. so uh, wait, so wait, they're bringing back X Men Red. X Men Red is being relaunched, but it's oh, going to be Christ. yeah, but it's going to be <laughs> it's going to be based on on Mars. So I, there's actually a reason for the title this time. Okay, um, okay, gotcha, gotcha. Yeah. The, the other book I'm looking forward to, Strange, number one, written by Jed McKay. 
Yes. Um, the clear book. Clear takes the role of uh, Sorceress Supreme. Um, I'm absolutely looking forward to that. I absolutely love Jed McKay's writing. I think he's been a breath of fresh air across um, across Black Cat, as I mentioned before. The Infinity storyline, the Infinity Stone storyline, had through last year's annuals. Top notch. Yes. Really, really good fun. Um, so I'm interested, and of course he's writing The Death of Doctor Strange right now, so if you like your old time uh, mysticism stuff, check that book out, because he's going back some, is he not? Um, yeah. So I would be interested to see that book. That's where I'm at. And also, we're ready. You know, you said what comes around goes around. We're getting another Peter Parker versus Ben Riley back in March. So, yeah. <laughs> I, the, 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 you know, I think they're trying to wrap up that storyline pretty quick. So, because I know we have the Spider Man 60th anniversary this year yeah. and, uh, and we'll be celebrating that, I hope with something better than this Beyond storyline that's been going through. The return of Peter time. Parker in the marriage of Ben J again. Mm. <laughs> What's old is again. new again? Again? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, they could quit, they could bring back Gwen again. What did we so do we just so, oh, Gwen, so Gwen's still around. around? Ghost Spider, right? Is that what? what all those covers were? Was that the Ghost Spider Gwen in the in the those different costumes? Uh, let's see. What's up with that? X Gwen? Yeah, she's actually. I don't understand the logic behind it. I did read why we're having a, a, Gwen, a Gwen month. Um, but some of the covers are, are really cool, so I'm all right with that. Yeah, well, you know, it's going to it's gonna be the new, like, the Venom covers that were that peppered everywhere the last couple of years. Right. Yeah, like, is it her anniversary or something like that of her being created, or what the heck is going on? <laughs> I tell you what, last ask 13th Crusader. Is it the anniversary of her being kicked off a bridge? <laughs> but why is it why is it all x gwen though why oh, I don't know. because uh, that's the second that looks like kitty pride gwen and then you had phoenix gwen or jean gray gwen why is it x gwen she's not joining the x-men she's not a mutant you never know weird just like the just like the mora taggart uh you no know, surprise thing oh that was that was still great when that happened uh <laughs> Uh, so, see if there's anything else in here. Uh, yeah, so I mean, right, this... I've, got it. I've got it. It's because we're getting a new Gwenverse comic event. There you go. Uh, Gwenverse number one. Uh, to celebrate that, we are getting a whole host of uh, different. Uh, let me just share the screen quickly and I'll show you what I've talked about. If... May I share the screen, uh, Lucas? Is that all right? Absolutely. Go ahead, sir. Um, let me just. Share. I'll show you what I've got. Share screen, Chrome tab, Constancy, boom. There you Does go. That... Hang on. Yeah. Boom. There. Where's that? There it is. There you go. So across the Gwenverse, you are getting all these various different Gwen Stacys. So you've got like a Wolverine Gwen, you've got a Thor Gwen, you've got a Captain Marvel Gwen, kind of cool. Captain America Gwen, and so on and so forth. And to celebrate that, that's where the covers are coming from. Oh, does that mean we're never going to get the end of that Gwen Stacy limited series that started back during the pandemic and oh. they aborted? Oh, oh, well, <laughs> did we get like two or two issues of that? The Todd Newark one. Yeah. Oh, man, that was... I know it was bad, but I mean, we, we didn't even get to finish the storyline. It was like two issues and out. 
Oh, man. Uh, I, I just give up. I don't understand what's going on because, I mean, Ghost Spider, I thought Ghost Spider was a canny little read. And I haven't seen that for ages. So, so, so you see the new Punisher book is coming out and they're changing the Punisher symbol. Do you think um, <laughs> Do you think that that is a direct result of the, uh, the alt-right kind of uh, stealing the Punisher symbol for like, law enforcement? Uh, I was, if you ask my opinion, I would hope not. Because it wasn't that it wasn't, I suppose, that long ago that Black Panther was a vigilante group in New York, and of course, the Black Panther changed his title to something else. We then reverted back to Black Panther. They turned, it, they didn't turn him to the Black Leopard or something. Yeah, yeah. For, so, for just one appearance, and then he was back to being. Yeah. So, player. so I think um, if Marvel's got issues with its copyright on the on the skull, which is the issue because anyone can use it, then. Uh, that's a different thing. What I think it is, is that uh, the House of Mouse is cracking down and saying, well, hold on a second. You know, any minute now he's going to stop firing guns. He's going to be like, oh, you, know, yeah. like you know, like Hawkeye and Green Arrow use, um, Green Arrow yeah. used his boxing glove. I wrote, do you remember that back in the day? Yeah, instead, uh, of, instead, yeah. of, instead of uh, standing yeah. to the bad guy, I'd use a boxing glove. So, yeah, he's going to start firing guns that fire rubber bullets and no. darts and, and stuff like that. If they, if no, then punish, don't punish, use punish the Punisher. Yeah, punish, it's, it's not going to be Punisher. It's going to be like, you've got detention. It's going to be the detentioner. That's what it's going to be. Do <laughs> some crime. Go and do lines of writing, not lines of anything else. Ugh. Ugh. <laughs> so, so, I think, I, I think that's where it's from. I think you can't. You know, it's about those hard-hitting characters, like you said. Can you expect to see Moonlight and Disney Plus? How are you going to get away with the mature stuff that goes within that book? I think right. it's the same, same with the Punisher. Yeah. Uh, well, well, we'll see. Uh, Lucas, do you have any more covers to show us? I was kind of liking you, kind of running through those covers. Oh yeah, I got all the oh. covers, man. So I've got all the covers from the catalog for, catalog for December. Um, you guys have already seen this. Let me make sure we can see you guys. Uh, did I see? Did I see Milligan and Allred coming back to do a uh, mutant book? Because they they did X Force back in the day. If you remember that, X Force. Was it X Force? What was it? What was it? That yeah, it was, it was. It was. You're right. It was X Force. When everyone when everyone says X Force, I automatically think Liefeld for some reason. No, and, no. And I get like like one of these. <laughs> So, uh, any viewers should definitely try and pick this one up. Uh, makes Spider Man a Queen Goblin, but don't don't go crazy on that. (laughs) Don't go crazy on that shit. Uh, Spider Man. Yeah, there's going to be a lot of makes Spider Man joints. Miles Bros. Spider Man. I I forget what the name of that is. That Quasar. I forget the name. uh, Quantum. That's the guy. That's the Infinity Stone guy. Yeah. That's another. It looks like a. Is that another Gwen cover? No, yeah, that's Captain, that's Star. Oh, right. That's Captain Britain. That's Captain Britain. Is that Captain Britain? Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Is, yeah. is Captain Britain blonde? Oh, that's the Gwen Stacy it's, it's, Captain it's Gwen. Britain. Yeah, yeah. There you go. Yeah, there you go. Captain Marvel. Woo! That's a good cover. Yeah, Rian Gonzalez always does some good stuff. It's clever. Bring back the excellent. Yeah, okay, excellent. But it's up. These are all the characters from uh, Milligan and uh, All Red's run on X Force, yeah? Mm hmm. Dupe and uh, all that. Yeah, this one's a 1 to 25 by David Mack. Street Academy, still going strong. 
No, Strange Academy number one is actually like a thousand dollar book now. Really? That's a, that is crazy. I think you mentioned that last week, and I was like, that. I mean, it's a good book. That's Strange Academy is sneaky good. Um, yeah, but that's that's strange that it's a thousand dollar book. Just the standard cover. No, 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 no. I'm talking about uh, there's a one to twenty five, or is it a one to fifty? Okay. Uh, by David Opeña, Jerome Opeña. That's a thousand dollar book. Um, Nine point. Wow. Yeah, and that's that's pretty good for a book that's only came out what, a couple years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, Thor is also coming out. The one that people are going to want to look out for this week. Let me blow myself up so people can see this bad boy. Oh, I love Lockjaw. Bring back Lockjaw. <laughs> is this one right here? Thor number twenty. Um, and I, I I can't say exactly why, right? Because, but when this is coming out, um, it's, it's coming out in a few days, so I can't say exactly why. But if you see this one, <laughs> if you see this one, pick it up. number twenty, yeah, pick it up is at that, all costs, at all costs. So do I need to get the one that's got the reflection of your computer screen in it? Is that the, is that the variant one? Yes, yes. <laughs> Special hologram. <laughs> I was going to uh, say, so, it looks like a metallic cover, but it's not. It's just reflection. Yeah, because, uh, yeah. you know, I put all my special joints in these top loaders. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay, cool. Um, but, yeah, so this one is a 1 to 25 by Simone Bianchi. Um, online, it's already going for 200 bucks, but that's because a lot of people haven't gotten their covers. And I would say, hey, this is probably going to be a lot less when everybody starts getting their covers, but already on some of the third-party sellers like Midtown and, and Collective Clowns or whatever, it's already sold out. So people are going to be looking for this book by, crook, by nook and by crook trying to get this freaking book. Um, so there's a new character, most definitely, and it's kind of it's definitely going to be a little very interesting about what's, what's going on with that one. All right. Uh, Oh. Let's see. So Thor, Marvels. I, I've been loving the Marvels. That's um, one of my favorite books funny. right now. Yeah. Um, Darth Vader. That's still a lot of interesting stuff of, you know, what happens in between that and the return of the is it return of the Jedi or la- I forget which which, which which what was the last of the trilogy. Jedi. Uh, uh, Spider Woman. Another good Jung Yoon joint. Uh, this one's a Momoko. Hi, Alan. Black Widow, Adam Hughes. What a Widow. great cover! Yeah, he's been, look. We the speculation community was trashing Adam Hughes in 2019. Looks like this pandemic made him get his stuff straight because he he's been bringing some fire covers. Uh, I'm not even sure who drew this one. I don't mind that one either. To be fair. Black Widow's an odd book, though. It's it's a book that, that sometimes I really like it, and sometimes I really don't. It's that it's that, it's that Marvel humor thing again, you know. Yeah. I know that it, it's it's like they're trying to make her so funny, and the banter between her and y- Yelena. It's like, oh man, <laughs> I don't, yeah, I don't, I don't. I'm I'm missing. So I'm missing the whole sister relationship in the books. It doesn't. It hasn't come off yet. Just like it's come off on screen, so they yeah. might need to work on that a little bit more. I like. I like the the setup of the series when it was like, oh, she has a, her idyllic life, and it was just you waiting for the the other shoe to drop. I thought that right. was quite interesting. I quite like that because it's a different version of of Widow. But right. but the humor element that just comes with with Marvel books at the minute. 
mean, some books really suit it, some books really don't. This is one that sometimes really doesn't. Yeah. Great cover again. I just like clever covers. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Another Alex Iron Ross. Man, Go back to the Iron Man cover. See, that's what happens when uh, Lucas shows a comic and you get another reflection. <laughs> <laughs> nice. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> this is why we don't do this as often. <laughs> uh, Star Wars, The High Republic. Everyone loves that book. Everyone loves it. Well, so the first, yeah. the first, issue, the first couple of issues, people loved it. The speculation was off the chain. Even the the qualifiers, the regular books, you could sell for like thirty bucks. Ever since then, it's just dropped off, right? Because nobody cares. They they're they're slowly trying to get people to understand the decisions that the emperor took. The emperor, yes, he's an asshole, but there's some reason for why he took those those <laughs> those those decisions, and they're trying to explain all that slowly in another off world. Hey, there's a big threat that's out there, and it's coming, and it's going to take over the whole world if somebody doesn't do something. And the Jedi, and they're showing, hey, this is what the Jedi did, and they're failing every single freaking time. And that's what's that's what's in this book. Mm-hmm. Uh, more Star Wars High Republic, Ghost Rider. I freaking love this cover. So, have a, I, have a, I have an issue with Ghost Rider. Mm-hmm. Everyone talks about Johnny Blaze, and everybody talks about the guy that is, is it Robbie Reyes at the minute? Yep. Yeah, uh, nobody talks about Danny Ketch. He was one of my favorite Ghost Riders. Don't tell me Danny Ketch has been cancelled. No, no, he's been jumping out. He's been uh, running around, you know, jumping in between the stories in between the two. Uh, yeah, he's yeah. not Ghost Rider anymore. He's a different character. So yeah, I, I, like, I, I like can't him, remember though. what his name is, but he's he looks more like a knight now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Knight Rider. Well, that's the we've been taken. That looks like the Black Widow cover. Are they going to have yeah. the whole like, Yeah, because they, they actually did it with the, the uh, Amazing Spider-Man as well. Don't know what's up with that, but okay. Oh, the did recently, yeah, yeah. That's like that's the creep cover. I feel like if you have a peeping tom <laughs> fetish. Yeah. Uh, Dark Ages. See, I'm not sold on Dark Ages. I absolutely tell you what I did love. I absolutely loved um, the Dark Hole books. Mm. They were really good. Dark Ages. I think the timing sucks because you've got Dark Ages and Dark Hole coming out at the same time. It's like, come yeah. on, Marvel, get put, put some like, distance between the two. Eh? There's only so many alternative universes you can put up with. I'll talk about that. I will say this dead quick. The Amazing Spider-Man Dark Hole book by Alex Packnadel. What a fantastic book that is. What yeah, that a, was very good. Well-written, gorgeous art. Alex, Pac- Alex Packnadel is uh, a guy to watch out for. He does a lot of the one-offs for the event books because he's an indie creator predominantly, but... Honestly, if you like good stuff, good writing, check him out. There you go. Yes, sir. Agreed. There you go. Johnny Blaze Ghost Rider. It is the Robbie Reyes Ghost Rider. Robbie Reyes. It got way too many covers, but you know what? That's the Danny Ketch Ghost Rider. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that. Uh, I loved Texier's art, and that was great. <laughs> what the heck? Modoc. Why has he got Jean Grey's mask? Oh, Mardak and Jean sitting on a tree. K I S <laughs> and Jean. 
know. So this one is going to be interesting um, to read. I'm, I can't wait for, to see this one. So I've talked about this ad nauseum uh, <laughs> about about the original Negative Zone multiverse, right? Yeah. Uh, it was. I forget which uh, which issue of Fantastic Four Volume One it was where there was a storyline where uh, Reed Richards and the Thing originally went to the multiverse. But the thing that went with him wasn't the actual thing. It was this guy that yeah. kind of dressed yeah, up. Yeah, it's a great issue. That is a yeah. really good that, – that is fantastic for its best. Yeah, so they're going back to that, I guess, because I've always asked, okay, what happened to the guy? What? what yeah. So there's just some random guy like that looks like the thing that's out there. So it looks like somebody heard me <laughs> and decided to go back on that and freaking explore what's going on with that. Really? Oh, that's interesting. Gonna go back and they're gonna say that guy never died in the negative zone. Where usually, if you you know, when you're in the negative zone, you have a limited amount of time to get out before you're just dead. Yeah, it sucks you into the middle of the negative zone, right? It's like a black hole. Exactly, exactly. Because uh, remember, uh, what's the name of the guy? Shoot. But surely, if I remember correctly, and I pretty much I'm sure that I I do. The guy in question uses like a power transmogrifier or whatever to transfer. The yeah. thing, the thing's power into him, and then yeah. the, the issue ends with Ben Grimm hammering on the door of Alicia, and as he's hammering on the door, he turns, turns back, back into the thing. Rock. So yeah. the guy in the in the negative zone surely would have turned back to human form as well. That's the that's kind of the the, the, the idea, book, right? That's, that's right. The so yeah. Oh, it's interesting. I like being an interesting read because I mean that's a story that's fifty years old. So, you know, checking out my old timer there. <laughs> yeah, there you go. So interesting stuff. But I think we're we're running a little uh, yeah, yeah, over we'll here. Yeah, let me let's just just stick to the highlights. That's a great Black Panther Shuri cover. Some She Hulk six, sixty time stuff. Let's see, Gwen, Gwen book. <laughs> Not Gwen, 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 stuff. Is that David Finch on that? Looks like it, right? Yeah. Um, let's go to X Lies Wolverine. Do we have a hair anymore? <laughs> <laughs> no, because there's X Lies Wolverine and then there's the X Death. Ah, okay. And I think that's pretty much as good as it's going to get for all the covers that I actually have. Some people are going to love this one, the Helicon Legacy, um, Devil's Reign. That's a pretty good cover. And then Carnage. I'm quite looking forward to the Lady De uh, Lady Daredevil stuff. So I'm yes, sure that comes out. Yeah, um, but that that's all. That's all I got. I, I talked about the Thor number twenty. I do want to tell people to keep an eye out on uh, the Amazing Spider-Man number thirty-one. That's the first appearance of Gwen Stacy. Um, it wasn't getting a lot of love, and so uh, I started talking about it on Drunken Chat because once again, people were all on the Ghost Spider, uh, whatever. I think her first appearance was like Edge of the Spider-Verse number two. People were all over that back. And I was like, wait, wait a minute. Her first appearance was in Amazing Spider number 31. How come people aren't collecting on that? And it was like 33 bucks at the time. Now it's starting to go for 200 bucks. So keep an eye on that one. If you can, 
your your wallets aren't hurting from freaking Christmas and New Year's, go ahead and freaking grab yourself a copy because with all the stuff they're planning on doing with her this year, it might freaking get up there. Just mm-hmm. saying. All right, good job. All right, so uh, we're going to end this episode and uh, welcome to 2022, guys. Uh, Johnny, do you want to shut out your other podcasts? Um, don't forget to check out the UCPM for all your other favorite shows, including the Crusade, which is this show, but DC, and of course, the old timers comic book show where the horse aren't old, but the comics most certainly are. That's uh, that's a favorite of mine, yeah. yeah. That's only because we talk about football. This is true. <laughs> we, we allow ourselves a little football talk. Yeah. God knows what's going to happen after the Super Bowl. <laughs> uh, <laughs> we'll see who gets bragging rights. All right. So uh, we will be back in two weeks. Until then, stay safe. Adios.